Welcome to Elevated Voices Podcast, where we value using our voice collectively to explore life challenges, including mental health, addiction, trauma, and ways to heal. With our voice, we empower, encourage, and transform lives. I'm your host, Daishika Bibbs, a certified trauma-focused therapist, licensed clinical social worker, and licensed certified addiction specialist. As we embark on this journey together, let's elevate our voice to echo the sound for the voiceless. Welcome to all my listeners. We have another great show in store for you today. Today's guest is a trauma survivor whose life wasn't easy growing up. She suffered physical and mental abuse from her father while being abandoned by her mother who struggled with drug addiction. Having her childhood ripped away and controlled by her father was devastating. Desiring to be free and enjoy her life, she found herself becoming a teen mom at 17. As life went on, she faced domestic violence, homelessness, eviction, financial, and mental health challenges. Little did she know her stepbrother will be her saving grace. Due to the love that they shared before they separated, her stepbrother aided her in standing on her own two feet. Now, she is the proud owner of Plugged In Services, a credit repair business, and Plugged In Clothing Boutique. Her mission is to break generational curses by providing life-changing advice so other people can live amazing lives. Elevated Voices Podcast would like to give a warm welcome to Kayana Franklin. Hi, thank you for having me. That was a really awesome introduction and a summary of me. Thank you so much for wording it so perfectly. I did suffer a lot of physical, mental, verbal abuse in childhood, but the thing is, it also carried over into my adulthood. Um, and I tell people, a lot of people, and especially parents, people that are parents now, would your kids see when you're growing up in a household with certain things that go on on the regular, you never really know, you know, how your kids are going to grow up because I'm 32 and I just had a birthday actually. And at 31, I then started realizing the traits that I was carrying from my childhood where my parents, you know, for what the things that they did. And I noticed that I was carrying it over into my adulthood. When I started my healing journey, I started from what my issue was. Yeah. And I can only imagine how growing up with an abusive father and a mother who struggled with addiction impacted your life. Can you share a little bit about some of the patterns or behaviors that you identified that you carried from your childhood into your adulthood? Yeah, sure. Um, so first things first, being that my dad was my first abuser verbally, mentally, physically, every relationship that I've been in, it was abusive. And I was uh, I was really accustomed to that. Like I was really like, hey, OK, people go through this. Relationships go through this. As I stated, as I got older, it's like, oh, my goodness, like. I can't keep doing this. Like, why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, like, why do I feel like this is right? And then I'm looking at other people's relationships and I'm like, they look way happier than what I really am. I actually started writing a book. And as I started writing a book, certain things was like hitting. Like, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm doing this now. 
it got to the point where, yes, I was abused. In some of those instances, I was also doing the abuse, admitting me. Like, I had a really, really aggressive mouth. Like, my mouth was foul. And my kid's dad actually told me one time that I demasculized him. You know, I made him feel less of a man. That always stuck with me. My oldest kid is 14. He'll be 14 in August. Me and their dad has been separated seven, eight years now. That always stuck with me that I actually made a man feel less than what he is. And it also stuck with me how my dad made me feel when I was in the house. So writing that book really started, you know, touching key points. And uh, my journey actually went from there. Okay. You pointed out two things. That was, I myself became an abuser and being able to reflect and capture your story in a book. A lot of people don't understand the abuse cycle that when you are being abused, whether it's physical, mental, verbal, or sexual, financial, spiritual, everything that you take in, you use as a defense mechanism for survival. You said my mouth was very foul, but that's one thing that you are able to control. And so that one thing that you can control is something that you used. But in your case, it wasn't used in the positive way. Yeah, agree. A lot of people don't like to admit, you know, when they are the abusers, you know, even simple things like you ain't going to never be nothing. That's verbal abuse. That's going to stick with someone. They're going to remember those exact words and it's going to keep them shielded. It's going to keep them isolated. It's going to keep them possibly from reaching their highest potential because you may be someone that they look up to or that they majorly love. But that type of thing coming from you, it, it really does weigh down on a person. And I had to realize and understand that myself. You get what you give out. They were abusers, yes, and, and I, I, I hate none of my exes. I hate none of them because they all taught me some, in some way, shape, or form. But I have to say that I contributed to it. I mean, it, it's how I was raised. I was raised by my father and my stepmother. So my biological mom actually gave me over to my dad because of the fact that she was on drugs so bad. And of course, my dad, he was a dad that definitely wasn't going to let his child, you know, stay in the streets or be, you know, a statistic. And I, I always give him that credit. He was a dad that really stepped up. My dad got me, him and his wife, when I was three years old. The I seen a little of the abuse with my dad and my biological mom, just from little moments when like he would come and pick me up from her house or I will go to her for the weekend and, you know, they'll get into something, some something of that nature. But it was him and my stepmom. Of course, my stepmom, she wasn't the abuser. She was she was also getting abused. I, we wasn't even allowed to talk to her, actually. I determined that it's my sole purpose to break the generational curses because, I mean, why wouldn't I? You know, um, I don't want my kids to grow up and think that, Drugs is, is, is okay to just give your kids up or because of drugs. And I also don't want them to grow up to think that abuse is okay. So I'm determined to break that cycle. Admittingly, again, I was also that mother 
that lashed out at her kids. I was also that mother that is always yelling, fussing, or something of that nature, which again, is abuse. So not by healing myself, but I'm healing myself while at the same time healing my children. You know, so it's it's definitely a journey. It's definitely a journey. It is. It is. It is a journey and no one can say what that journey should look like for you because everybody way of coping and healing is different. And I love the fact that you said, yes, I did have flaws. Yes, I did carry some of those behaviors into my adulthood, but now I am more mindful and more aware of those behaviors and those patterns. And I want to be able to continue to heal so I don't hurt my kids in the way that I was hurt. Although I'm not physically harming them, but again, the verbal abuse cuts deeper than the actual physical abuse sometimes. Those words stick. You can't unhear what someone who you know loves you or supposed to love you say out their mouths. You can't unhear that. Yeah, and it's it's definitely a hurtful feeling. It's another thing that I myself had to realize when it came to my kids. You know, like I, it was times where I like went in the bathroom and boohoo cried. Because it's like, what are you doing? Like, you know, like, why are you like this? Why are you being like this? Like, I was so frustrated with myself not knowing why I'm being this way or what's really making you unhappy because I feel like I was fine. But my my emotions were showing different. So, you know, I, I also step back and I look at how I talked to them and then I'm looking at how I felt when my dad talked to me that way. Or even an adult, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, even an adult. And I had to realize, like, if you want to break these curses, you can't break your children. Right. That's the number one thing. Like, you can't break your children. You're, you're to build them up. So, I mean, that journey is going well. You know, the whole journey is going well. But I have my moments and where it does still hurt. Okay. It's never too late. But if you can do it right from the beginning, you would want to do it right from the beginning. And so I do have my moments where I'm like, why did I wait this late? Like, for a while with my son, I'm like, I hope I can turn this around. Because he he had a wall up. He had a complete wall up with me. Like, he wouldn't come to me about anything. Like, his self-esteem was really low. And I, I as a mother, I can tell. But also, right. mother, I had to take my part in this. So I didn't think it was possible. You know, they say after a certain age, it'd be practically impossible. I think I didn't think it was possible, but it is, and it's 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 working more every day. I still don't talk to my father. I don't know if he think I'm mad at him, or I don't even know what his feelings, where his feelings lie. Okay. Um, because I just sent him a message, him and my mom, both of my moms, messages saying I've been going through a lot in life. This is the part I feel like y'all played. Or this is a part I feel like you played, Dad. I felt like you played this part. And then this this occurred in my life. So I feel like I'm healing from that. And then I hit my mom up. Like, I feel like, you know, you played this part. And this is why I have this trauma. 
you know, I'm just kind of letting my emotions go. And of course, in a respectable way, because a lot of people think that, you know, when you're healing or you're on a healing journey, you have to be angry or you have to, you know, let your emotions go in a, a, a rude or a nasty way. And it wasn't like that with me. I really just wanted peace. And I really just wanted to figure out how I could move forward to heal myself. Right. So I never my dad after that message. Um, it was a lots of times that my stepmom would tell me stuff that he would say or my cousin would tell me things that he would say, but it was never a actual, we're going to talk about this. So, of course, at some point also, I had to realize and understand, like, some chapters, you know, doesn't deserve a closing. They just need to be closed. Because if I hold the fact that he's not talking to me, I'll never truly hear. You're absolutely right. And I think for a lot of people who are starting their healing journey, for a lot of people who don't know where to begin, sometimes it's hard for someone to A, admit that, yes, I was wrong. And yes, I did play a part in the trauma. I did play a part in all of the challenges that you face. And sometimes they don't have the words because they themselves are going through Whatever it is that they're going through, they are hurting in whatever way that they're hurting. And you writing a letter saying, hey, dad, you know, this is what I felt and this is how you impacted my life. He probably didn't know where to start. And I'm fine with it. Right. Because I also learned and I also accepted that, just like you said, our parents, if it's a generational thing, especially our parents don't even know. You know, like, I don't know. My dad didn't really talk a lot about how he grew up. He talked about bits and pieces, but maybe that's how he grew up. Right. So I I really just, to be honest, wanted to heal as a family. And as a matter of fact, my stepmom, me and my brother actually had a conversation the other day that kind of exploded. Okay. And it's because it's damage done. And out of the whole family, out of all of us four, I'm the only one that, you know, stepped out to start the healing journey. They still haven't even acknowledged the damage that has been done. So when I say it, it's a trigger for them. So we had an explosion. It was very emotional, but we were able to talk about it. You know, we were able to discuss it, you know, and that's always a good thing that you can discuss what has happened or what has harmed you, or what has hurt you, or however it goes. Now, when I first started on the journey as well, my story, I put my story all on Facebook. Right. I didn't have, you know, I have like two or three friends, but, you know, I just felt like I wanted to be louder. Right. Like, I want to to spread this, because somebody else may need it. You know, somebody else might need the motivation. Somebody else might need the the okay to be like, oh, well, it's okay for me to tell my story. You know, and it, it bothered a lot of people. We all know the saying goes, what happens in my house stays in my house. Or, you know, that's your parent. You know, you always got to respect them or, you know, don't be telling their business and stuff like that. Right. So we're often told that and that's, that's where we're brought up as. So being that I was the one that actually started speaking out about it kind of made me feel 
lot better as well. So I don't be as open about it on Facebook now, but I do have my transparent moments, especially that I have these businesses because I don't want people, I don't want people to shop with me or to become a client with me or, you know, to deal with me at all if it isn't for me. Right. You know, and I don't want to, and I don't tell people nothing that I haven't been through, nothing that I haven't experienced. I, I don't need that type of road. So I am still very transparent um, on my social medias. And I'm also transparent when people inbox me. So I just feel like my story is a lot. Um, <laughs> I've been through a lot and I now believe that I've been through a lot for this purpose, to help the next person. Right. And so many of us have been taught that we don't share family secrets. We keep, like you said, whatever happens in our household, it stays in our household. And no one needs to know our business. But in order to truly heal, in order to truly grow, you have to be able to talk about it in some way. The more that you talk about it, the more you feel a sense of relief because you're not carrying that heavy luggage. It's almost like if you can picture a suitcase and if your suitcase is too full and you open it up and you take a little bit out at a time. Right. Yep. That's basically what your healing process looks like. You're not forgetting what happened, but let me process this. So I can heal in order for me to grow, in order for me to live. Yes, that is a perfect way of saying it. Yes, that is. That's the perfect way of saying it. Because had I had I continued to hold that super full suitcase of items, you know, um, I feel like I would have still been going in the circle. And my circle consisted of evictions, no vehicles financial struggles you know every year I was going through the same thing with four kids I call it a circle of hell because that's what I was in it was just like repeating 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 like at what point do you stop what people don't realize either uh, if you grew up in poverty you're going to think that poverty is okay until you change your mindset of it you know so when I grew up I didn't know about EBT I didn't know about taxes I didn't know about credit, you know, I didn't know about any of those things because my dad, he kept that type of stuff from me, but I knew that we were getting evicted, you know, so I knew that we had to stay with my uncle because we don't have any place to stay right now. I knew that, you know, okay, we got out of school, our things on the side of the road, now we have to move somewhere. And guess what? That was the hell when I got older, evictions moving, not having a car, living check to check. And I don't even know if it was check to check, honey. All I know is I was carried through because my checks were enough to, to pay my bills. So I wasn't sure it was happening, but I was not going to complain. So I was also repeating that cycle of poverty. Hence, me having my own businesses because I don't want my kids or my kids' kids or they kids' kids to have to go through poverty when you really don't have to. It's, it's really a whole mindset thing that a lot of people, it's like, oh, you can't change overnight. 
But I feel like if you can change one small thing or one small routine in your day, it will it will it will come easy because the routines that I've changed, the people that I've had to change being around, I was in a deep depression. Like to the point there was only a path to walk to my bed. That was it. So if I could have dug myself out of my depression by myself, I feel like others can. They just need the proper support because a lot of times people go through depression and they feel like they're alone. Right. You know, they don't feel like they have anybody and they can have a whole house full of people or they can have a lot of loved ones, you know, but in that time, in that moment, we don't feel like we have anybody because why are we going through this? You know, so I just want to be the beacon for somebody that they definitely are not alone. They definitely, you know, can get through it. Yeah, they can. They they definitely can. And like you said, you cannot change completely overnight. We know that. But if you start with one small thing and just keep that cycle going of changing little things in your life, you will see the change. Yeah. And you said it's a mind state. If you are living in poverty and you're thinking there's no way out, you are living as such, you're going to stay there. You're going to stay stuck. But if you say to yourself, you know what? I know that there's something better out there. I just need to position myself in a, in a way that I can open up those doors of opportunity for me. You did just that with plugged in services. You did that with your boutique. And so now your kids are learning that, hey, I can be my own business person and I don't have to struggle. That's a really great feeling. That's a really great feeling when you can accomplish something like that. Not only accomplishing being able to establish your own business, but also knowing that A, I'm doing this for myself, but then also B, I want to be able to help other people who may be in a similar situation like I am or was. Right. That's definitely it. That's definitely it. Because I really didn't start um, helping other people or, you know, accepting. Like people will come to my inbox a lot because they see my progression or they see what I've been through with the posts that I share and stuff. And at first, my energy couldn't take anybody else's weighing down. Right. You know, so I had I had to get me right first before I could lend a, you know, emotional show to hear or a moral support show to hear. And that was also my problem. I was, I was lending myself out to people who didn't, you know, really care about my well-being, mental well-being. And I tell people now, when I ask people, how you doing? I, I have to add mentally at the end because some people will say I'm doing good, but yeah, they're doing good, but mentally they're in chaos. You know, that was me too. I would tell people I'm good. I'm okay. Meanwhile, I don't have a ride to work. Or meanwhile, I don't have no food in my refrigerator, but yeah, I'm good. I'm alive. So I'm good. And it's, it is really hard like that. And I, I make sure my kids know also 
college is a good thing, but that's not the only way for you to be successful. Because I don't want to beat them down with that burden, thinking that they have to go to college to be successful. And I college like four times. I'm eighty thousand dollars in debt with student loans. <laughs> like I'm, right. and I have no college degree. That wasn't for me. I tried. It wasn't for me. But I love customer service. I love helping people. You know, that's that's what I love to do. So that's what I kind of now center myself around in some way, shape, form. Right. I love the fact that you mentioned do what you love. College isn't for everyone. Right. And when you hear that, people probably look at you sideways. There are various ways to make money. And there are a lot of people out here, not just you, but other people that I know who have gone to college and either A, they had to stop for whatever life event, or they actually completed college, but they're not using their that college degree. I'm, I'm thinking about everything that you have shared and how you are so determined to break those generational curses and you are now taking the time and truly pouring into yourself, yeah. caring for yourself, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, so that you can continue your healing process. Because a lot of people, when they tell their story and they get it out, they feel like, okay, good. I told my story. Now I can, I can, I can finally move forward. It's literally a everyday thing. So every day I would, not a, not on purpose. I could just say something or feel offended by somebody or, you know, just something simple. But my question is always, is this your ego? You know why you're feeling this way? I see my self questions. Why do why do you dislike this person? Truly, like why do you dislike this person? Right. Or why do you do this this type of way? Because retraining and reprogramming is always a thing. Or you live how you was raised most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's nine times out of ten a tradition of how they were raised. So why not step out and do your own thing? Be freely how you want to live, how you choose to live. And so is my kids. I tell people like nowadays, I don't even, I take expectations out from people. Like I don't expect nothing from nobody, not even my kids, because that's when a lot of people mess up. Right. A lot of people have a lot of pressure on them because, oh, my grandma, my mama, my brother, you know, everybody expecting this of me. But that pressure on them sometimes make them mess up. Sometimes it make them go harder from them. Just let them be them. You be you. And that sets away disappointment. You have to expect for people to be just who they are. Like, And who they are is just a human being. That's it. Just like you and I who make mistakes, yep. who fall short. And there's no other way around that. Yeah, we all just trying to figure life out. Right. You no, know, like we, we all just trying to figure it out. And nobody can tell me that they have life 100% figured out. Nobody can tell me that because every day 
literally you're probably learning something new and especially if you're trying to learn something new every day like knowledge just is infinite you're never gonna know it all you're never gonna you know figure it all out but as long as you're going day by day and you're you're taking your steps so you're improving whatever area in your life or whatever goal that you're trying to reach then I just feel like it should be that yeah it should and that's one thing that I love the most about healing because it allows you to rediscover who you are not who someone else told you to be not who someone expects you to be but who am I what do I love what do I want what do I need yeah and truly being able to stick with that allows you to elevate to your true self which is living in your purpose right right and that's that's a, I call that a shadow work term because oftentimes just like you said you know I ask myself too I'll just sit in the shower and let the shower run and just ask myself like who are you without being a mother without being somebody's child you know without these businesses like just strip yourself naked and not naked as in physically clothes like just strip yourself completely naked of all the expectations of everything from everybody. And who are you? Who are you? And all the time, my answer is still a healing warrior. Right. My answer since the beginning of my journey, like I ask myself this often and it's often I just picture myself in a village and I'm just healing or supporting or, you know, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm helping. Like, I just want to help. And that's just who I am. That's that's very critical because when you have faced so much pain and hurt and trauma like yourself, some of us get stuck in that pain. And some of us do not know how to deal with it. Some of us are ashamed to deal with it. And some of us use alcohol gambling and any other form of a drug to deal with with that pain because it hurts so bad but being a healing warrior allows you to take that pain and chip away at it little by little at your own pace to be who you are it does it does Really awesome experience, and I advise anybody to just do it. Yeah, yeah, because you you guys are not alone, and when you can reach out for help, or when you can find that inner strength to take that step, and not be afraid to say, "I want to be able to take my life back." This person has stole my life from me. Now I want it back. I deserve it back. And being able to do whatever it is that you need to, to help get you to that new place of peace and serenity, do it. And you are doing it with the book that you're creating, your businesses. What positive advice do you have for listeners who may be facing similar challenges? You're not alone. 
you are not alone. Whatever you're feeling, write your feelings out. Let them go because they're going to live inside you until they are released. And um, don't be like me, my little inner child or my inner person. I've always been trapped in the corner, just bowled up, scared. Like, just write it out. Find that trusted person. Like, and a lot of black people think that therapy isn't a good thing. If you need therapy, I, I suggest that you get it. Um, but don't let depression or being in a dark space let you keep you there. It shouldn't keep you there. And you can also contact me. I, I don't mind, like, because I really, being that I've been to that place and I know what it is, like, I don't suggest anybody go there. Like, we all can live up to our full potential. We all can be successful. Like, you shouldn't feel alone. Right. You're exactly right. So how can individuals who may be listening reach out to you? My Facebook is Kayana Franklin. Um, and that's also my credit repair business page. I have a Instagram, K-A-Y underscore will save lives. And I'm also freely to give out my phone number, which is area code 803-846-7501. My personal page is Kiki, K-E-Y, K-E-Y. And there, I, those are really where my, um, a lot of my inspirations and stuff is now since I've changed over to credit repair business on my main page. Anyone ever needs to contact me, reach out to me. I'm certainly always here. I'm always a listening ear. I always give the best advice that I can. If it's something that I haven't been through, then most of, most likely I'll give you what I would think, but I probably won't at the same time. Um, because I tell people I haven't been through molestation or rape. Um, everything else I can and I don't wanna say, Oh, I know how you feel or oh I can relate when I really can't. So, um, any advice I give is always gonna be something that I've experienced, something that I've gone through, something that I'm familiar with. Guys, you have heard it directly from Kayana's mouth. She is here. Or if you need help with credit repair, she's also here. And guys, she will be dropping her book soon. So follow her. Let's support her in her efforts while she support us. Thank you so much for being a part of Elevated Voices Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to Elevated Voices Podcast, where we enjoy using our voice to share information which promotes growth and change. Never feel like you are alone. Join our Elevated Voices Podcast community at Elevated Voices underscore on both Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned to bi-weekly episodes wherever you get your podcast. If there is a topic that you would like me to cover, or if you have questions, you can send me an email via my Elevated Voices Podcast Facebook page. And remember, don't forget to let your voice be heard.